Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We had been discussing chapter 15, Purushottam Yoga, Yoga of the Supreme Purusha. We have learnt about Prakriti and its gunas and now we are talking about Purusha. So in the beginning of the chapter, we learnt about the tree of Sansara. We have a description of what this Sansara is all about and what its connection to the Supreme Purusha. So it's in the Urdhva Mulaha, Adashakaha, that source is up above, but the sansar is below in the world of man here. So my sansar, I feel my roots are here, but actually the source is up above. They so say, one who knows that, he knows the Veda. He is the true knowledge. I know my sansar and I think my roots are here, because the roots have grown in the sansar while the sansar is growing. It developed its own roots here. And therefore it gives me a perception that I come from here and I belong here. But once it, the one who knows the true knowledge, knows that the source is up above and this tree of sansar has grown here and established itself here, which gives me a wrong perception that I belong to this Prakriti. This Prakriti is the instrument which Purusha uses. I as the self is not Prakriti, but using the equipment from the Prakriti, which is my body, my mind, my intellect. But right now I am so identified with this Prakriti, that is my body, mind and intellect, they consider myself to be this. Therefore, his prescription was asanga sastrena chitva drudena. Cut this tree of sansar firmly with the weapon of non-attachment. More I get attached to my roots and my sansar, it becomes more difficult for me to see the overall picture. But if I detach myself from this sansar, in other words, when I consider myself, I'm not this body, I'm not this mind, I'm not this intellect, then only if I detach myself from this prakriti that I am, as I consider me to be individual ego, then I'll be able to recognize my source. So in verse 4, he gives us that goal. Let's see. Tataha padam tat parimar gitavyam yasmin gatana nivartanti bhuyaha. Seek that place where going there, none returns. So that is my abode. My abode is where having gone there, there is no return. And therefore, he says, take refuge in that primeval purusha, from whom all this activity 
generate. My sansa started from that consciousness. Because that consciousness associated with the prakriti, my sansa started. So I now need to go back, detach myself from the prakriti, attach myself to my original self. So that's the prescription we've seen. Verse 4, then verse 5 gave us the qualifications. What qualities you'll require to detach yourself from this prakriti that I'm attached to right now. It's in nirmana moha, jita sanga doshaha, adhyatma nitya, vinivritta kamaha, dvandvaihi vimuktaha. The five qualifications we have seen that once you attain these qualities by constantly contemplating on who I am, by detaching yourself from that which you are not. Once I clearly understand my body is not me, my mind is not me, my intellect is not me, but I'm something other than my body, mind and intellect, you will acquire these qualities. And again gives us that goal, Padam Avyayam Tat, that place which is immutable, that eternal place I should be seeking. And then the next verse describe that place. Natad bhasayate suryaha na sashankaha na pavakaha yadgatva na nivartante taddhama paramamama. Going to the place where there is no sun, moon or fire. In other words, there are no objects. There are no objects to be known. Self itself is a subject and therefore there are no objects. In the light of consciousness, objects don't exist. Light itself cannot illumine anything. But through the medium of reflection, it reflects the objects. So therefore it requires mind and intellect. Without mind and intellect and senses, there are no objects. You take one sense out, my eyes are right now having trouble focusing so the world of sight is disturbed. And you take the whole sight out, the world of sight is gone. You take the sound out, the world of sound is gone. You take all the senses out, the world of objects do not exist. Even though I am conscious, I am conscious, I am aware that I exist, the world of objects do not exist. Just as in my deep sleep, I exist, but the world of objects do not exist. That is my abode. He said, that is to be known. So then how did we come to be who we are? How did we become this individualized ego? Mama eva ansa jiva loke jiva bhutaha sanatanaha Mana sasthani indriyani prakriti sthani karshati Purusha identifying with the prakriti an eternal portion of myself. It's not that the Purusha in its entirety gets associated with the Prakriti and then get confused. It's only a portion of mine, eternal portion of mine. Because I, the Purusha, is eternal. Any part of me is eternal. Any part of gold is gold. No matter how large a chunk you take, how small a chunk you take. It is all the qualities of gold will be in it. 
So for the Purusa being eternal, any portion of that is also eternal. Mama Evans a Jivalok in the world of living beings. It becomes Jiva Bhuta. It becomes itself a living being. It becomes one of them. By Manasasthani Indriyani Prakriti Sthani Karsiddhi. It borrows from the Prakriti. It attracts from the Prakriti. The five senses and the mind. When we go to see a 3D movie, we have to borrow those glasses from that cinema theater guys. 3D glasses. Having those 3D glasses, now I can enjoy the 3D movie. So if I go to see a 3D movie and I say, I don't want your glasses, it won't work, right? So Purusha, identifying with the Prakriti, wants to enjoy the Prakriti, it has to borrow the five senses from the Prakriti. The equipment to enjoy the objects, to perceive the objects. Now the senses are obviously of no value if there is no interpreter, the mind. So the mind and five senses are borrowed from the Prakriti by that portion of the eternal. Now it becomes conditioned by those six and it becomes Jiva. So that's the Jivatma. That Paramatma was completely unconditioned. The Brahman was completely unconditioned. While associating with the Prakriti to experience the Prakriti, it borrows portion of the Prakriti as the senses and the mind. And now associating with those, it becomes the Jivatma. A conditioned consciousness. So right now, I associate myself through my body, through my mind, and through my intellect. I can only define myself through one of them, or all of them at the same time. But any given time I associate myself with one, so my eye is not doing well for the last couple of days, I'm more associated with my eye than anything else again. So this association creates conditioning, and then that I, the ego, is created which says, I am suffering, I am enjoying, I am experiencing. So, all the six are now creating an individualized ego that if I identify with that, I will have all the limitations of all those six. So, the next verse says, Sariram yat avapnoti yatcha api utkramat ishwaraha. Ishwara in this case is the Jivatma, is the Ishwara of this limited entity. This limited entity I consider myself can only function as long as consciousness is associated with it. So the consciousness in me is the Lord of my being. I am who I am because I am alive. So this Lord, when he takes this body and leaves this body, Gruhitva etani sanyati vayuhu gandhan eva ashayat. So, simile is used that the breeze which is passing over an object, flowers or whatever smelly thing, it does not take anything from that object itself, but the smell, the flavor of that object it carries with it. So now this conditioned consciousness associated with five senses in a mind 
when you take the gross body, that it brings all those with it. And then when it leaves, it takes the experiences as just the tendencies, as just this fragrance with it. Shutram chaksuhu sparsanam cha rasanam granam eva cha adisthaya manahacha ayam visaya anu upasevate. Consciousness itself cannot experience anything. There is no experience in the consciousness itself. But presiding over the ear, the eye, the touch, the taste and the smell, and also the mind, he enjoys the sense objects. Consciousness itself has no experience because there are no objects in the pure consciousness. When we are pure conscious and not associated with Prakriti, there are no objects. Prakriti, as we know, is created by Maya. That which is not, that which appears to be that, but it is not. Individual objects do not exist in the consciousness, but association with the mind and the senses, it experiences those objects. And Next verse is connected, so I will stop right here. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschid Dukkha Bhagbave Om Shantihi Shantihi, Shantihi, Harihiyom, Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha, Harihiyom.